difficult, 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 I was <laughs> exactly. Um, BTW. I'm I'm Katie. <laughs> BTW. I'm Marie, and this is the Difficult Women Podcast. And we have been very. Uh, we should be calling it just Busy Women Podcast. My God, yeah. last week, Katie came down here from Brooklyn to Nashville, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we recorded. We tracked our vocals and our instruments for our third album. It was amazing. I was. I'm. So, I'm just so proud of us. I'm so yeah, proud. We pulled it off <laughs> somehow. <laughs> we hadn't been rehearsing at all because we haven't seen each other in so long. But it worked out. It worked out great. It did. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to hearing the whole album intact. We will see when that'll be. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Be a minute, but but it's good. Um, and I do want to give know. a little shout out to our producer, Dana Kadora. You guys, check mm-hmm. out Dana Kadora's music on Spotify. She's just such a wonderful human being and a, the, one of the most talented people we know. And we are so lucky to work with her on this album. Uh, but she also, she's a musician here in town. And her music, oh my God, it's so good. It's so beautiful. It's definitely, 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 definitely worth a listen on Spotify. Check her out. Mm-hmm. Dana Kadora. That's right. Please. And then just stay tuned for our album. You know, we, yeah. we're we going to get other musicians to play on it. Uh, and it's going to be so good. So stay tuned. And you can find out more information and behind the scenes stuff if you join our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash reformed whores, we're going to be posting some a little early listening things and some videos from our recording session in a very hot room. <laughs> it was very hot. <laughs> But it was awesome. Anyway, it was so fun to have you here, Katie. Oh, it's all it's as a pleasure for me as well. Always fabulous, fabulous. Oh, uh, how are you doing? What what's new now that you're back? I just got back like a day ago. <laughs> um, my most exciting thing is I'm trying to organize my office space. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What have you been up to?" I'm like, "Organizing my office space." Wow, that's nice. So- Oh yeah, you know I gotta, I gotta. I'm gonna get serious now. All this, all these years have just been messing around. Now I'm gonna sit at a desk. (laughs) Getting serious. Do you have some a pen holder right here, baby? Holy moly, (laughs) those are that's a lot of pens. It's full of like candy and like a pinwheel. (laughs) (laughs) Just I don't know. I gotta, I gotta work through it. That's see why I have to organize. Oh, that's so fun. Well, I want to say I, you? I went to another concert. <laughs> Look at you. It just feel, I mean, oh my God, so much fun. And very ironic because it was at the Brooklyn Bowl, Nashville. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which uh, they have like a lot of the same signage and like those, you know, when you bowl, they have those like weird puppet looking things. Those things were there. And so I felt like I was in Brooklyn. They have the same blue ribbon, fried chicken and oh, stuff. Good. So. Yeah. That's what I was wondering the most. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun. And we just danced our asses off. So it feels like, you know, uh, it was, it was awesome. Go That's see, good. support live music, folks. Yeah. It's very, it's good. So welcome, guys. We're going to, this is a uh, part three of the circumcision. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've just decided this is a circumcision podcast. No, <laughs> don't turn it off. It's not. Just kidding. We're just, just kidding. kidding. 
But uh, we are still getting lots of messages. Oh, it's fascinating. It's, cool. it's I got to say, though, it's crazy to me how like people get so mad and be like, how dare you like even suggest that getting circumcised is even so, even m- remotely OK. And then in the same day, we'll get someone saying like, I just got circumcised at 23 mm-hmm. and I'm so happy I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is why we ended up where we did on our on our pod. But it's yeah. That's the thing. I, I'm sorry, guys, but that's just it. I don't know. I don't got a dick. Sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I mean, if you have some free time, go over to our YouTube page at Reformed Whores and just check out the Peruse. comments. This one guy wrote a novel. <laughs> that yeah. one guy. I mean, yeah. wow. I am so. It's. I'm so impressed that you have the time to sit and write for hours. Good job. But seriously, should we, are we going to make more money if this becomes a circumcision podcast where we just <laughs> evoke anger in people? I mean, maybe that's, maybe we'll be rich finally. I don't know. No, Let us know. Send want- us an email. <laughs> <laughs> we want to focus on the female experience. You know why? Because we are female and we, that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we know. Yes, Exactly. Um, anyway, speaking of the female experience, we're going to talk about something we don't know about today. <laughs> Again. Again. That's, that's really what this is about. I was talking about something we know nothing about. Um, but we got a, an email from a listener who recommended that we discuss. Well, let's read what he said here. Sure. Um, he said a uh, suggestion div- uh, about doing a podcast episode. He said Divorce. Below is a rant I posted on Facebook on the inaccuracy of the half of marriages and in divorce statistic, but still about a third of marriages do, which is a lot. People have a lot of theories. Better to get married when you're past 30. Nope, no evidence that that helps. Second marriages are more successful. Again, nothing to back it up. Men who have sown their wild oats are likely to become more faithful. Again, nothing to back it up. The bottom line is there's no way to tell if a marriage will succeed or fail. And does a long marriage equal success and a divorce equal failure? I don't think so. People need change. Their needs change. So that sort of piqued our interest because, um, I don't know, I think I sort of just sort of rolled along with this statistic that about 50% of marriages end in divorce. I didn't really think much about it. Did you think that that was true or did you think that was not true? No, it felt right. Yeah. But then when you really stop and think, are 50% of your friends divorced? I mean, they're not at the end of their life yet, so I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. that's the thing. Right. It is, and that's true. So it did definitely like... I mean, I know people that should be divorced, (laughs) you know, so you don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But I think that that's like it kind of piqued our interest, this idea of uh, what is this actual divorce rate and why is it so convoluted? Mm -hmm. And as I dug into this a little bit more, first of all, all the numbers are all over the place. Right. You look at different. It is like legitimately like I don't understand what's going on with these numbers. (laughs) The best article I could find was written by Fatherly. Mm. And there's an article on fatherly.com that was written uh, just a, like a month ago. And it's called, What is the Divorce Rate in America? Um, and th- basically that it's complicated. <laughs> and w- I think this is what our reader was re- referencing. But like the way that they've been doing the divorce rates is that they just like take the amount of marriages that happen in a year. Mm-hmm. And then they take the amount of divorces that happen in the year. And then like that's the rate. Right. But that's, but that's a, a really dumb way bogus, of doing it. Right. Because the people who are getting married that year aren't the ones getting divorced. Not necessarily. Not, they could, I mean, they, they, they could. That rate could be true, but right. we just can't, you can't actually. And the way that they explained it in this uh, this article, which I thought was well said, was like, let's say you had you were diagnosed with lung cancer and you're trying to figure out what your rate 
your chance of like dying from lung cancer was. Uh, they were saying like if you just take everybody that like gets lung cancer and then dies of lung cancer in that same year and then use that as the rate, if 100 people get lung cancer and 100 people die, right? It's like that's 100% rate that you're going to die, but that's not necessarily reflecting. Some of those people might be really old and have right. had it for like 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? So like that's a similar thing with the with the divorce rate because we're not married. And apparently they just do not have any uh, a bit, or I don't know if they have ability or not, but they haven't been tracking marriages like one by one. So if mm-hmm. like Jill and Jill and Frank get married, we don't track them. They get tracked as like the, mar- the people that get married, but they don't get tracked. Who knows when they get tracked as the divorced couple? Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm making it more confusing. No, it makes sense. And to add to the, like not understanding the numbers or gaining the proper data, there's several states that have just stopped sending in their divorce rates. Right. Like so they're only like, like since two th- the 2000. So for 21 years that, you know, it was like California, like I, I can't remember the list. Um, so don't come at me, guys. But uh, I, I just think that that's fascinating if like we're just going to stick to this 50 percent statistic of divorce rate, but we're not even measuring the data in the last 20 years, then it is all bogus. And what's crazy about it is that it's like people get worked up up about this like there's when I tried to find some stuff on YouTube about like what's the divorce rate every video that pops up is like people freaking out about how divorce is going up 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 in America which it's not it's not it's actually well some some articles even say it's declining yeah I think there's no evidence that it's going up I Mm -hmm. think that they're either saying it's the same as it's ever been or it's declining Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's any but people just feel like it's going up Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then they and then they hear that statistic and they freak out and uh, Mm -hmm. so many videos on YouTube of people being like America's falling apart and we are (laughs) our divorce rates are out of the control when that's just not the case and I think especially for like religious reasons that's fodder for people to Mm. freak out about family values and all these things so it kind of like on the one hand i'm like who cares what the rate is but on the other hand some people really do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it can kind of affect a lot of people's lives uh so if that number's wrong that's kind of something to be aware of Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of interesting kind of looking back through history and how divorce has it's an ebb and flow so like in the 19th and 20th centuries people were married to gain property and move their way through, you know, social classes. Um, so their divorce rate was pretty low, which I think, I mean, yeah, because your dad is in the back being like, if you <laughs> don't make this work, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> we're yeah. going to kill you. <laughs> you know, or that, that sort like of you thing. may not even like, you know, be able to survive. If, right. You know, but even but it, so in 1867, that this is some statistic that I'm pulling out on in, insider.com, trying to state our sources since some of the trolls were saying, you idiots just read shit off the internet, which is our it's podcast. exactly what we do. And that, we've always said that. Yep. Mm-hmm, just <laughs> reading not- something I, yeah, just talking yeah. about something I read on the internet. So that's in, insider.com. It said in 1867, uh, there were 10,000 divorces. And this is in America. In 1867, uh, there were 10,000 divorces and by 1879 there were 17,000 that year so but the rate still stayed pretty low at 0.3 divorces per 1,000 Americans and then through history it kind of steadily increased but then of course like when we hit World War One, 
women were entering the workforce and earning you know, their own money and discovering independence and freedom. And so all, all of a sudden the divorce rate did climb, uh, which surprise, surprise. And then uh, again in the 20s, it was climbing. And then the 50s, of course, what happened? Family, family values and like the shoving it down your throat of like you have to have a house and the American dream and the children. And so I guess divorce rates kind of petered out a little bit still people were getting divorced because they didn't want to do that <laughs> women didn't want to make uh dinner for their husbands um but then i thought this was interesting in the 70s 3.5 per 1000 uh, but by the end of the decade it reached 5.1 divorces per 1000 americans and it was because it was like hippies and free love and like they didn't want to be tied to one person. They wanted to just, you know, share yeah. and well have orgies. One thing I also <laughs> read was that because that was people were really pushing that idea. Mm-hmm. And that probably that's plays part. That's there is something that plays into that, I'm sure. But the other thing that happened around that time in the 70s and moving into the 80s is that um, states started allowing no fault divorce. And mm. that's why the ra- all get- of a sudden the rates went skyrocketing. Because um, mm. you could get divorced and you didn't have to be because, oh, I'm getting beaten by my husband or something. It could be because, like, look, we just don't get along anymore. Right. So all these people that had been wanting to get divorced, it doesn't mean that people now are like, oh, yes, divorce. It just was the people that had been kind of waiting to find a reason to get divorced for years and years and years finally had a reason. So that's why there was like a flood of them all of a sudden. But then what's interesting is the divorce rates went right back to where they had been more or less. The other thing that's interesting about this, like this measurement of the like 0.3 or 3.2 per 1,000, it's not per 1,000 married couples. It's per 1,000 people. So it's also such a bad way to um, like... It's comparing, it's like lumping single and married people together. It's a very like, and they call it a crude system because it's not very good way to measure rates either. Because <laughs> we're not comparing married to unmarried. We're just comparing like everybody in the in America or in any country. Right. And I was looking at rates like they do that for all the countries. So like America's like 2.5 or something per 1,000 people. Sweden is like 3 point something. So their mm. rate of divorce is higher. In this fatherly article, this is why it's like, ah, they talk about how the rate in the United States is 14.9 divorces per 1,000 marriages, Mm. which is a different Mm -hmm. rate reading than what they use kind of generally. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's why this is, (laughs) these numbers are confusing. Uh, Well, so I did find, so California, Georgia, Hawaii, Louisiana, and Minnesota have stopped reporting their divorce rates. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, so then how are we going to know? Yeah. Also interesting, did you know that uh, the West Coast was like the early, I think because you were about to say Ronald Reagan was the one that when he was right. a governor, was the first to pass the uh, no-fault divorce rate because he had already been divorced a couple of times. So I'm sure he was like, you know what, let's just get this through. You should just be able to be like, look, we don't want to be married anymore. Right. That should be like enough of a reason. Guess who the last state was that uh, that passed the no-fault divorce? Who? Thing? New York. Oh. In 20, 2010. Oh, no. That's crazy, right? So people had to like find like, I don't know what reasons. I don't really understand. That was the other thing. I was like, how does divorce work? Right. Because when you Google it, they're like, get divorced online. But still, (laughs) you have to, and I guess it differs from state to state, but you do have to like have a period of, they call it the cool off period. Right. Where like you have to wait 
between six, you know, 60 days to 90 days to sometimes it's six months. I mean, it just depends, I think, from state to state Mm -hmm. before you can from when you file to when you can actually get divorced. Well, in the state of Hawaii, anyone can go and get a divorce there, no matter where you were married in the country. You can go to Hawaii. Is it like an immediate divorce? I guess so. There's no. I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like that's the way to do it. Because I mean, why? Why is the why is the state going to tell me what I should be able to do right in my in my life? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, let's say you're certainly if you're in like a a dangerous situation that complicates things. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not in a dangerous situation, but you're extremely unhappy, just to like drag that thing out, it seems like a nightmare. Which to me. Is it as an ad for not getting married, which is the opposite of what these like divorce people are freaking out about the divorce rate people, because I think, oh, no family values. But it's like, well, you know, if you make it hard (laughs) to get divorced, then it makes me want to get married less. Well, some states not that I'm planning on getting divorced, but, you know, right. You never know. I love that there's an option, though. You know, I, I mean, mean, you got to have it. You got to have that because people do change and. That's what I, I like jokingly always say this, but it, whenever I do, if I ever do get married in our vows, I want to like really say, you know, I, I want my witnesses there to like help us through the good times and the bad. But also if, you know, we give it our all, it's OK if we get divorced, <laughs> like just say it in the vows, say it in front yeah. of all of our friends and family, because there shouldn't be any shame. And especially these marriages that last like. 20 30 years and then they get divorced it's not a failure i think it's well, a beautiful thing that is the thing too about these statistics is like even from country to country when they say like okay the divorce rates in like iran are very very low right but their laws are different and their rules are different and they're even the reasons why people get married are different than they are in like sweden where sweden's mm-hmm. like extremely you know apparently people get married at high rates in Sweden and they get divorced in high rates in Sweden because they're and because and they're very not religious people there. Mm. So they're getting married for different reasons than in, you know, Iran or wherever. Right. Um, so I think that like this idea that we're lumping marriage together as one concept and divorce together. It's like that's sort of confusing in its own right, because like people get married for religious reasons people get married for financial reasons people get married just because they want to get married people you know what I mean like they're it's not this one size fits all institution Mm -hmm. in Illinois a person can file for divorce if a spouse gives them a sexually transmitted disease good get the (laughs) fuck out of here could you imagine well especially because I mean oh also if they're impotent oh I mean I guess like that oh. makes me sad for people. But that makes me really sad. But I, I mean, and and it's, but I guess it sort of acknowledges that, would that be like a- sex is an important part of people's some people's you know marriages. Oh God! But what? If, uh, that'd be that's so that's like heartbreaking for that. Yeah. Well, that that forget the better for better or worse on that one, I guess because <laughs> right, it's not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one thing that's sort of interesting, and in, and in our our friend who wrote in the letter or the email sort of touched on is like does it matter if you're a millennial or Mm -hmm. like do those marriage rates are those different from older the boomers and stuff and they were saying well the boomer this is something I did find I think it is true the boomer rates of divorce are extremely high compared Mm -hmm. to other generations and like uh, still alive now because 
the boomers were getting married at higher rates. So it's similar to like mm-hmm. the Sweden, how like in Sweden, the divorce rates are higher, but it's because the marriage rates are higher. Right. So it's just more people that are married. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily indicate whether or not what are your chances of getting divorced? Because also, mm-hmm. what are we what are we looking for when we're looking for divorce rates? I think what we're trying to say is like, what is my chance of my marriage lasting? Right. Mm-hmm. If I get divorced or if I get married. Um, but what they're finding is that like that's the the things that that tend to that tend to uh, give you some information on whether or not your marriage might make it or not are actually like things that are kind of um, like economical, mm-hmm. like economic stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, it's true that. I think that 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 they they are finding that the millennial divorce rates are a little lower, Mm -hmm. but the millennial marriage rates are much lower. Right. We're just not getting married at the same rates. Right. But they were saying then who is getting married and what they're finding is a little bit older people. Mm -hmm. Like, so they're not getting married at 18 as much, but also uh, it's mostly uh, college educated people Mm -hmm. who also already have a tendency to stay in their marriage versus get a divorce. Mm. And so there's becoming this big like divide, economic divide where already like people of lower income are not getting married as much Mm. as frequently, but also their chances of divorce are higher. And one of the reasons why they're saying that might be the case is that people who are college educated don't get married for financial reasons. People oh. that are college educated tend to like have their own jobs and have their own financial income and then and tend to have better jobs so that they can make more money individually so they don't need each other as much. Mm-hmm. Whereas in lower income families, one of the reasons why people do get married is so they can pool their income. Mm-hmm. But that puts a lot of pressure on the marriage. Mm-hmm. So that kind of pressure can lead to divorce. So I don't know like... I guess it depends on how much you think marriage is an important thing to be in. But um, is it alarming that there's like a divide there? I guess, yes, because it's becoming an elite, like it's an elitist thing to get married nowadays versus uh, the way it used to be, which was more like everybody got married and it was more of a necessity. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of all that either. Um, I think that the that the issue there would just be that like if you need the support from each other more, then it's a huge shame that divorce is happening at higher rates. Mm hmm in a you know for financial reasons you know well i kept reading that millennials are making uh smarter choices like smarter making smarter marriages i'm like what does that really mean but i guess i think it depends i mean i think that that article is talking about like college educated people that's what i so that's like a very myopic view of you know millennials right I mean, there was one one video that popped up right away when I was like trying to find information that was just like the cause of divorce is feminism. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't think that's true. But I think that there's the the part that's true in that is just that women are more independent than than they've ever been mm-hmm. in some ways. Some women. Well, at my workout group this morning, uh, a friend of mine posted uh, a picture of like the deed of their house that they just bought or something and it said um unmarried woman yeah does it do that on a man's deed to have like when you buy a I house wonder. by yourself Actually, i wonder that's a great question unmarried man i don't think it does I, I don't think it does either but that's yeah 
But she posted it to be like, I am a badass woman. I bought this house myself. But it clearly states my, her name and then under it, unmarried woman. Yeah. In Tennessee. So. I mean, maybe it's like that in New York, too. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's a national thing. But. Yeah. But I think that that's also part of the whole, like, thing with marriage and divorce rates and blah, blah, blah with millennials. Is that, like, millennials generally don't value marriage in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I say value because not that it's because the question is, is it as valuable as they've been trying to tell us this whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that people are finding that maybe not, you know, maybe it's not a necessity for a lot of people. Yeah. In some ways, I feel like we've been duped a little bit. Sure. But um, I still, you know, I personally, I still love the idea of, of you know, finding my partner and that I love them so much that we do want to make a commitment in front of witnesses and stuff. So, yeah, that's I mean, just I where think I'm that, at, too. But yeah, there's a great, great, great. If anybody's interested in marriage and not marriage and whether they get married and what's the deal is with marriage, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote this great mm. book called marriage I think it was just called marriage mm-hmm. uh that was just really well researched in terms of like she she was kind of very against marriage and was finding that she had to get married for um like her husband was an uh not an American citizen and they kind of were feeling pressure to get married to make him a citizen mm-hmm. and she really didn't want to because that was sort of against marriage was sort of against her whole like mm-hmm way she lived her life um so she decided to kind of like research it and one of the things that she found that i think is also true and we see this like in edinburgh and stuff when we were walking through these old towns is that yeah we like to think that like marriage back in the day was always a marriage of convenience like oh i'll trade my three sheep for your for your daughter <laughs> or whatever you know what i mean like that was sort of what we think about it but there's always been marriage for love mm-hmm. it's always existed and even like and this the fact that like romeo and Juliet was written is the in like 14 whatever the idea there is it's like they it was a forbidden love i mean their Mm. love has always existed and so even in even even amongst the reasons to get married in terms of being like practical reasons there's always been marriages of love so i think that like there is something in us Mm -hmm. as a species that is interested in bonding like not everybody wants it and not it's not for everybody but there are there's something in many of us that want to be bonded like that Mm -hmm. and want to be tied together out of love Mm -hmm. you know and i I, because i also like i want to get married yeah (laughs) after all this after all this (laughs) yeah it's not like it's not like um it's not like i don't think it's like i'll i'll just die of sadness if i never get married but it's that that's something i would like to have in my life Mm -hmm. but you made a good point earlier too about what what is a failure and what is a success in a marriage? Because the average length of a marriage in the United States mm. is twenty years. Oh, the median I didn't age. know that. Oh wow. <clears throat> yeah. Twenty years. Could the, you yeah. imagine? My longest relationship was four years, maybe? What's yours? I, yeah. Like four. Yeah. My 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 parents are divorced mm-hmm. and their marriage was twenty years. Mm-hmm. And now my mom's second marriage is also twenty years. Oh wow. So I mean that's a long time that my mom was been married for 40 years total right which well, is nuts my mom's divorced uh she was divorced before she met my father and uh she she's in the camp of your second marriage is the best <laughs> i mean my parents always that's one thing that's funny to me too is my parents both of them said 
they 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 had a very amicable divorce but um they always both of them were always my, everyone my grandparents were divorced too they always mm. said the same thing like your second divorce your second marriage is the winner <laughs> so my dad would be like you better get married soon so you can get your to your second marriage i know <laughs> I like, well oh. this one ted talked woman said marry your uh your second husband first that's <laughs> like right okay well right. You, a girl can dream but i think that that's but i think that the waiting is mm-hmm. what is th- that is the second marriage mm-hmm. like the fact that people are getting married later in our generation mm-hmm. is because back in the day p- their first marriage was happening when they were 20 mm-hmm. and the second marriage was happening when they were 30 or what have you right now it's like nobody's doing that 20 not nobody there's not as many of these 20 year old mar- you know getting married at 20 it's more that num that number is definitely going up we know that for sure that the age of it's like the average age of marriage even 10 years ago I think was something like 23 or 24 and now it's like 28 or something like that so it's already going Mm -hmm. up which I and they they do say that that is potentially an indicator of a longer lasting marriage so Mm -hmm. like waiting right look at us would you you get married at 50 does that mean (laughs) it's gonna be uh, just peace and carrots easy I would say so. No. Sure. Why not? Um, what are your thoughts on a prenup? Get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if I was the one that had way less stuff, I'd be like, let's do a prenup. I just don't want to. I, I know enough people that have had horrifying divorces mm-hmm. because there was no prenup mm-hmm. and there was no like clear indication of like, this is what you get. This is what I get. Because that's the thing about divorce, too. It's like if everybody's kind of on the same page, it can be. It's always painful because it's sad and it's like a, you know, it's a separation that can be sad to some degree unless Mm -hmm. you really hate each other and you're like, get me out of this. And then it's and it's also a celebration of freedom and all Mm -hmm. that. But um, it can go smoothly or it can just go way bad. Well, it's the assets, the splitting of the assets is it can get. I mean, and children are part of the assets and that's where it's like. So honestly, sometimes one partner wants to be married more than another. So or one, you know, so then that's hard, too. Right. But maybe that's another reason not to get married. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to deal with the divorce. Yeah. I have a really good friend who I, you know, really did help her get through a divorce. And it was it was just absolutely heartbreaking because, you know, you. It was a couple that I was at their wedding and I, you know, they were the couple I aspired to be like and all that sort of stuff. But and whenever we still, you know, it's been years now since she's been divorced. Um, But it's like for me, I always remind her that she did have this great love and you can have great loves throughout your life. But just to really like understand that for 10 years that she was with this partner that that I mean it really it kind of crumbled and burned in the end but <laughs> but she had this great love and just and it really is a celebration and it really should be like instead of like oh this thing failed oh but we I think it really should be a celebration of 10 years of love and so anyone who has gone through a divorce or whatever like I just also, I think it's like such a great thing <laughs> also it is a success yes when mm-hmm. you make a choice to, to take care of yourself mm-hmm. in a situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I don't mean that in like a selfish way, but it's like if you're in a marriage that's extremely unhappy and things are not going well, it is a, we should be six, celebrating when somebody or, or two people or whatever decide, you know, we are not taking care of ourselves very mm-hmm. well in this situation. And for what? You know what I mean? Like if it's if it really isn't going to work out, then 
it it can also be a success to get divorced and to acknowledge like and to acknowledge like hey I'm doing this is self-care right right to to be like this isn't working and we're just trudging along through this thing for what because society tells us we should stay stick it out or Mm -hmm. you know oh it is Um, especially when you've done when you've really done the work I mean that's the thing is I really do think that you should do the work before Mm -hmm. you make unless both people are like let's just get call it quits it's like okay but um but like I mean with my parents too it's like they probably should have gotten divorced much sooner but especially at that time, I think my mom just felt, they both, I think, felt so much pressure to stay together because divorce equaled failure. Right. And we just got to get rid of that. Also, like, divorce is a wonderful, thank God for, thank, thank God, God we have divorce. Right. Because, like, I mean, aside from, like, the obvious sort of, like, when people are physically abusive and things like that, or, or you know, mentally abusive or what have you, like, aside from those things, just, like, regular, just growing apart stuff, why should you you only live on this earth once right. as far as we know so why would you spend years and years and years of your life miserable right just why because you society want to tells you that and you will and the people that do that they always make the people around them miserable too mm. it's not oh, good we've for all, kids i mean i'm sure there. everybody out there listening has that one couple <laughs> friend that yeah, they should just not like, be together anymore no and they make other people uncomfortable and miserable but especially for the kids and people right. constant as a child of divorce i i hear the, all these goddamn this bullshit about how like you have to keep the family unit together keep the family unit together sometimes that's not the best option Mm -hmm. it really you know it really is not the best option for everybody Mm -hmm. and it is way more traumatizing for children to stay in a in a situation where Mm -hmm. the parents are to quote unquote together Mm -hmm. but are just miserable Mm -hmm. because maybe there's fighting or maybe it's just you know the 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 person they're still married but one of the parents is just fully unavailable you know emotionally or or even physically just not around just because they didn't get a divorce mm-hmm. doesn't mean the the marriage is okay so like we got it like that makes me so angry because then to me that when I think of that I, th- I think of like these church people mm-hmm. that are trying to judge you for um you know God won't like your divorce it's like God wants me to get divorced and God's <laughs> like you guys right. you tried it out but this is not working right and you're making you know you should maybe you should get divorced God was the one that put it in your head in the first place. So, right. you know, I guess they'd say that it was the devil. But I have a, mar- a, a married couple friend that um, they actually do go to marriage counseling or couples therapy <clears throat> twice a month. And it's not because they're having problems. It's just it's very, very healthy to have these tools to communicate to yeah. each other. They like yeah. hit a little roadblock a couple years ago and communicating. And so they started going to couples therapy and now they love it because now they have the proper tools to communicate to one another. And now, and now they're like, they've fallen in love all over again. And like and everything is great, that. but it's like, think- you just have to like you, I mean, get help if you need it. Totally. And I think that most, almost, I think 100% of marriages do need help right. at some point. Like, that's the other thing is, I think that pe- some people go into marriage thinking like, oh, we're so in love, it's going to be easy. I think no, uh, every couple I've ever met, even the ones where I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so in love and everything looks perfect and this is what I want. I mean, 90% of the time when I say that, they're like, well, you don't know about those two years we went through. <laughs> you know, right. that really, we weren't sure we were going to make it. I mm-hmm. think that's like a very, that is what long-term relationship is, is you have to like, you have to want to be in that relationship mm-hmm. and you have to want to fight for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not advocating people also just walk out on their marriages. It's not that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, if you're going to get into it, 
that's one thing too. It's like, I don't want to be, and this happens too in this society we live in where people cut like, I'd say women, but maybe it's, I don't want to just say women. People kind of like, you know, pressure their partner to get married. And it's like, I don't want to pressure anyone no. to get married. If you don't want to marry me, let's not do it. Because right. or if you're not sure, it's not going to get easier. Right. It's not going to get better. Right. You know, it, the best part is when you get married because like that's when you're supposed to be the most in love, right? Or the mm-hmm. most blinded by love. So you really, for me, I think like when I think, well, then why the hell would I want to get married? For me, it's really having like a partner in this life to share mm-hmm. things with. But that does not mean that I think it's going to be perfect all the time. Right. And that's why I love the idea of like maybe going into therapy as a preemptive measure. Mm-hmm. Like, be like, we're going to get married, and now we're going to start scheduling our therapy appointments to make sure that we are communicating well this whole way through. Mm-hmm. That's I, That should be, I love that idea. Well, I know my church here, not that I go to church, but the church I was raised in here, uh, if you're going to get married in, in, in the walls of their church, you have to go to like three or four, you know, marriage counseling sessions with the minister before you get married. Yeah, at my old church, I think in a lot of churches they right, do that. Because I do. think part of it for churches, and I think this is good on them too, it's like they just don't want you to even go down that path mm-hmm. if you're going to, they don't want you to get divorced. So right. they don't want right. to be participating in anything that doesn't seem good. Mm-hmm. But I guess the question is, what happens, I mean, is it does it is it that like, then the church is like, we're not going to marry you? I know, right? Like, this is not going to, like, I don't know really how that ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know how that ends. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe their hope is just that they, the couples themselves, see the cracks and then either decide to stay or not stay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I, we had this conversation before. So we have a joint checking account, Katie and I, yeah. for the band. <laughs> yeah. But you said, I remember once you said that you wouldn't with your partner when no, you get married. The, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I would, and this is why, this is my elitism showing because. Mm-hmm. That's not always feasible in other families. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the most I would do is have a joint account, Mm -hmm. but then we would both have our separate accounts and then we'd have to come up with a system of how we put money into the joint account. Mm -hmm. But I would never personally mesh all my money together. Mm -hmm. That's, That's not how my parents did it. So that's probably why. I'm, you know, they always had their own accounts. And then I think they had like a joint one that mm-hmm. they would do vacations from or something like that. Mm-hmm. Would Would you like to have a full joint account? Just with your smash partner? it all together. Let's get Smush messy. Smush it together Let's so that get you can He's like, now you'll never leave me. <laughs> now you'll never leave me. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, my parents have always had a joint account. And then it's just been fascinating because my dad has always ma- managed the money until, you know, the last 10 years. My mom has kind of taken over because... Of his Alzheimer's and so it's just been interesting talking to her about how how very important it is that both partners are aware of the finances because right. why would you just have the man do it I mean seriously I think my mom or even just the like, woman do it I mean yeah just, or I just one partner I think be, both yeah. if it's every if it's both partners money then like have full disclosure and not that my dad was like keeping things secret and stuff but he was just my mom just let him do his thing. And then like 10 years ago, she was like, wait a minute, what's happening? <laughs> right. So, well, I, I think also like one of the reasons why I'm so pro having separate accounts and then maybe a joint account for joint things is that like then, I mean, one of the things that people fight about the most is finances. Right. So it's like if my partner wants to go out and buy a motorcycle or something, 
I don't want that money. Then I want him to be able to make to have that kind of independence Mm. where I don't. I'm like, if that's what you want to get a motorcycle, you go for it. I'm not going to because otherwise, like I'd be like, why are you spending four thousand dollars on a motorcycle or whatever? You know, I mean, I don't Mm want to have to be in that position. I want them to make those choices for themselves. Fighting with a partner about finances. Yeah. But I'll tell them if you blow through all your money. I'm not going to help you. Right. <laughs> like, you can't touch our, like, I'm going to shut down our bank, our joint account or whatever. <laughs> I'm clear I'm like, it you got to figure that out. Yeah. Go you got to figure that out. Because I'm not going to mess around. Like, that, I think that that's my thing, too, is it's like, when people hit hard times, I'm very, very pro helping each other out. Right. That was the thing my parents also did, was that when uh, one of them was in grad school and the other one was, like, then making all the money, and then they switched. Mm-hmm. And they were very honest about it, and then they, they took care of each other through that thing. And I'm very pro that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But also... That's me. Like, I also know I'm going to always, I'm a person that likes to work, that wants to work. There's some women that, uh, or and dads, that want to be stay-at-home dads and don't want to work. So then the other partner brings home the money. And if that works for them, that's great. That's, I love that. It's not for me. Childcare is so expensive. It's crazy. Yeah. Although, it's crazy. I, I, honestly, too, if if I was in a position where I was making more money mm-hmm. and my partner wanted to stay home with the kids, actually, maybe I'd be uh, okay with that, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, amazing. I wouldn't be mad at that. So I think that there's, always, depending on the partnership and the couple and the individuals, there's so many different ways to do it. But offhand, right. that, that would be my feeling about it. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Marriage, we call it this one thing, but it's not one thing. Right. And then we have open marriages and we have polyamorous marriages and we have, I mean, there's just so many ways it can be. Mm-hmm. We have marriages of convenience. We have marriages where the partners don't even live in the same house. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there was a woman that I knew that was her husband uh, lived in a different apartment. Oh, see, <laughs> but they that's were, where. But they were mm. very in love. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't because they didn't want to be. It was just like they were, we need our own space. Right. We're both kind of introverts and we don't want to be on top of each other because then we'll get a divorce. Well, that's what I've always clinged to with uh, Tim Burton and Helena Bona Carter. I mean, they've divorced now since. But (laughs) when they were happily married, they had this big house and she had like the East Wing and he had the West Wing. And I was like, that is so cool. I've always thought that it'd be great to have two bedrooms or maybe three. Like it's like three bedrooms. We have the sex chamber and then. Sure. (laughs) What well, also sleeping time like, places. <laughs> yeah. And I know people too that sort of have that setup where it's like most of the nights they sleep in the same bed. Mm-hmm. But then if somebody has to wake up early or oh, someone I has trouble that. sleeping or, you know, I mean, you just have to be get real about what it is to live together. Yeah. I'm sorry. If stuff. I marry somebody who snores, like we're getting get you another. Get out yeah. of my bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get out. Get out. We're going to put one of those little plasticky things on your nose or whatever. <laughs> what is that? I just I think the biggest thing is that like let's just move away from this super traditional what marriage looks like now like let's just I mean yeah no you yeah I think that and I think that's also a thing that gets me riled up about these people that are so like freaking out about divorce rates is those are the same people that are saying that women should stay at home and cook and clean Mm -hmm. and be barefoot and pregnant right and and obey and obey their husbands I mean that shit is old right the obeying anybody nobody should be obeying anybody you should be communicating right and you should be on the same page and you should be (laughs) full the a marriage should just be like overflowing with mutual respect right but the obeying are you but obeying is like get out of my face with that word (laughs) no yeah 
no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm certainly not doing those Christian marriage vows. <laughs> That's no. for sure. I like the better, I like for better or worse. Till and then, death do us and so Yeah, maybe not till death do us part, but for better or worse, while we're in it. Mm-hmm. Like when right. we're in it, we're in it, you know, right. and, if, and we'll try. And then if we decide no, then okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would go as far as to talk about divorce at my wedding like you like to do. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the audience or the <laughs> and be like, like but we- hold us accountable. <laughs> like if this isn't working, just come on over and be like, girl, boy, you right. got to get divorced. I got a divorce lawyer on speed dial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably that, not. Yeah. You got to just it's not lean so into romantic. being positive. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. But well, you shouldn't go in into ear. marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably shouldn't go into marriage planning on getting divorced. <laughs> There was like I like to read those like stupid BuzzFeed lists where I guess they just like they just like collect comments from Reddit and mm-hmm. then they say ask questions like what's like what how did you know this couple was going to get divorced and apparently one of them was um the bride during her wedding <laughs> mm-hmm. during her wedding kept saying like am I in my next wedding I'm going to do this oh. in my next and they were like yeah and they got divorced and they got divorced right so you know that that's like a bad sign at <laughs> my next wedding or the bride <laughs> the bridesmaid <laughs> Saying, well, this he'll make a great first husband. Yeah. <laughs> at Margo's wedding, my little sisters, I did give the, the speech at the um, at the reception. And I said, I did start saying, this is actually Margo's second marriage. And everyone was right. like, what? And I was like, we got married when we were children. <laughs> I think I, I honestly think I told a similar speech at my best friend's wedding. Right. Uh, because we also had gotten married as children. Yeah. <laughs> I was the groom. It was... <laughs> My older yeah. sister was a, a minister. It was beautiful, beautiful yeah. ceremony. Oh, I love lovely. it. I do love yeah. weddings. I have a wedding I'm going to in a week. I love weddings. Oh, now too. that the world so is opening up, I can't wait. And so many of these weddings last year were postponed, and so this is this is a rescheduled wedding that where it's going to be fire. <laughs> nice. Anyway, well. So I guess we don't know. We don't know. Again, like, don't come at us saying. No, we don't know. You look it up. It's it's not easy to figure out. (laughs) Nobody really. And the truth is, nobody knows. That's what they, they, everything I ended up reading that was actually sort of a reliable source was like, no, we don't really know. Right. Make some guesses. But if anything, it's a success. If you get divorced, celebrate the love that you've had for however long you were married. And the other question is, who cares? (laughs) Does it matter? Nobody cares. Nobody Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. If you're happy and you're living your life, that's right. You do you. You do you, boo. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Rate and review us. That helps us and our algorithm. Just continue to send us circumcision emails. Yeah, please. That's so fun. That's all we want. (laughs) And if you have more, if you have thoughts about divorce and um, marriage, please send it over. Yeah. All right. In an email form. (laughs) All right. Toodles. Bye.